Welcome back and welcome in to the Gym Lounge Happy Hour. I'm Red. You said it backwards. Uh, yeah, I realized that I've been saying it the wrong way this whole time. You probably just say like welcome back and then welcome in instead of welcome in then welcome back. I guess. I, 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 I thought sure. about this for a while. Uh, okay. It's been on the mind. Alright. And this is Noah. <laughs> hey, hey guys. He's, he's wearing his four-time Tough Mudder. Hell uh, yeah. Whatever those are called, I forget. Headbands. 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 And he hasn't even done four Tough Mudders. He's a freaking fraud. First of all, I didn't know that, okay? This was given to me for all my successes in the Tough Mudder community. Oh my god. Um, and I did not question whether they, they knew what was going on. <laughs> but, but apparently, my brother-in-law lied and told them we did four of these at the end, and they gave us. You just tell them whatever you want to tell them. Apparently, yeah, they had ten Ks. I'm like, or ten, ten times. Like, why didn't you go for that? You know. But here right. we are. So, do you want to dive into the tough mutter first, or how I spent my whole day at the hospital yesterday? Oh my god. <laughs> Let's get your life over with, okay? <laughs> get my life go, over go, with. Go ahead. <laughs> it's just your life. It is. Um, so oh, it's not even surprising anymore. <laughs> I haven't told Noah about this yet. So, um, so I was here training people yesterday morning uh, till about eleven thirty, something like that. Two new guys, and I'm on my way home. Get a text from Becca. She's like, uh, "I just threw up." Oh, okay, not not a big deal. It kind of sucks, but like whatever. Get there, and um, she's like getting ready to puke again, and she's got severe abdominal pain. She's like seven out of ten. I'm like, um, that's not ideal. I'm like, let's let's look this up. I'm like, could be um everything. Uh what the fuck the I had this in my head yesterday, I can't think of now the one thing that you get removed appendix. I'm like, oh it could be appendicitis. I'm like, where's the pain at? And then like appendicitis is basically the symptoms are pain by the belly button that migrates to the right side. You may have a fever, you may have chills, and vomiting. And so I'm like, okay, she's got pain near the belly button. And then I'm like, ah, we'll see. Let's let ride it out a little bit, see what happens. About 30 minutes later, she had puked again, I think, and then she had chills. All right, we're going, we're going to the hospital. <laughs> like, let's go to the urgent care, because um, it looks like they just got to run a CT scan, and we tend to head over to the urgent care in Woodstock, because they're super fast, mm -hmm. and I figure it's a full hospital there, so I figure CT scan, they can do it there. You know, some urgent cares probably can't, but right. her, there they can. So we run over there, get her in. This is the longest it's ever taken to get her into the urgent care, or me into the urgent care, too. Perfect. Like, at, at this place, which... There, though, that means it took 10 to 15 minutes, so still nothing crazy. Um, get her in, and by the end of it, she had thrown up, I think it was uh, quite a few times within like an hour and a half. So it was a decent amount there, and the pain was had gone down to, she said, like a 6 out of 10. And that it, by the time we got into the urgent care, it rebounded back up to like an 8. So we're sitting there at the urgent care, talking to the nurse practitioner, and she's like, yeah, so um, based on the way I'm feeling things, um, the only way to figure out what it is is CT scan. But we don't have those here. So you're going to have to go to the emergency room. And I'm like, ah, oh, sweet. Cause like, and she's like, it could be um, appendicitis. It could be cyst. It could be an ectopic preg pregnancy. She's like, it could be any of those things based on how sudden it came on. I'm like, okay, we'll go to their emergency room. The closest emergency room that is in network for us was 15 minutes. No, what was it? I think it was 25 minutes from there. So 25 minute drive to the emergency room. <laughs> Get over to the emergency room. And uh, get in really quickly there because it's Harvard. There's no one in Harvard. Like, <laughs> so got in really quick to the emergency sure. room. Okay. <laughs> they sit us down. Um, they do end up coming in. They do they palpate her stomach and stuff, and then do blood work and everything. And decide not to run a CT scan. Oh, she did blood work finally. She did get blood work done. <laughs> <laughs> and we 
do have all of that. <laughs> Unfortunately, they didn't run cholesterol. Oh, shit. They ran most of it. They didn't run cholesterol. Um, but they, uh, they're like, yeah, they never mentioned a CT scan, which is weird because we like got told to go there to have a CT scan run. Right. Which is kind of weird. Um, basically the doctor had said like, based on where the pain was, it wasn't likely anything. There was no reason to run a CT scan because they could figure out what they needed for the blood work. Because if it was gallbladder, it would have been up higher. And if it was, or maybe it was this side, gallbladder was higher, whichever side it was. And then appendicitis would have been migrated to the right side better. So like... Like, those are the things we'd be running a CT scan for, and so it's not really necessary to run CT scan. So they did blood work. Uh, what, Cheap motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I would feel more comfortable if they did a CT scan. Yeah. Like, let's just rule out whatever it could possibly be. Um, they do blood work, and it comes back. She's got a slightly elevated white blood cell count, which could be infection, anything. Infection. Yeah. Right. Like, it, that, that, she had a cold a couple of days before, so, like, it could have been from that. Uh, appendicitis can be have a high white blood count because a lot of it is normally caused by an infection in the appendix. So like, it could have been really anything at that point. They uh, gave her uh, two drugs through IV, and then one she had to drink. It was like a liquid, like it looked disgusting. Uh, <laughs> she said it wasn't terrible. It had like lidocaine in it, um, so it kind of numbed everything down. Um, it turns out they diagnosed her with gastritis, which is essentially like a swelling in the stomach lining. And um, it's just bad stomach acid, essentially. Did she eat anything abnormal? That no, so that's anything. the crazy thing. She hadn't eaten yet that day. Hadn't eaten anything. Um, the only thing she thought may have caused it is she had taken a zinc tab that morning because she was feeling sick. So, like, she had been sick the last couple of days. So she'd been taking she, zinc. Does she do that typically? Though? No, that's not that regular, but it wasn't the first one she had taken, like, since she had been sick. Like, so she had taken, but it was on an empty stomach. So she had Googled, like, oh, people throw up from that. But... It's recommended to take zinc on an empty stomach, too, so it's not typical. And, like, the nurse practitioner had said, too, like, if it was due to a vitamin issue, you would have maybe thrown up once, maybe twice. Like, you're not going to throw up more than that, which yeah. she had. Yeah, well, and then the pain doesn't make No, like, the pain's yeah. really weird, too. Um, but she... Is she feeling better today? Yeah, she feels fine today. Yeah. Um, they gave her some prescription medicine to treat the acid and then um, another prescription to treat the nausea because that, that was coming with what was going on, but... She took the she felt fine after we left the ER because they'd given her two IV drugs that were basically doing the same thing, treating the acid and treating the nausea. And then um, she took one of the nausea pills last night, and then this morning uh, woke up and then took the um, uh, the regular medicine, the acid medicine this morning. Mm. She has not. She's felt fine since she's left. Good. Finally got some food down, and so it does seem like it's that. It seems insane that like just stomach acid can cause that kind of pain. But oddly enough, it was like two months ago. My mom went to the ER for the exact same thing. Extreme stomach pain, and like they didn't prescribe her anything. They said, "Hey, take an antacid," and it did fix her issues. (laughs) So, isn't that kind of crazy? Like that is weird. Like I would not anticipate that amount of like pain from stomach acid. Sure, sure. Brittany had uh, Brittany had a cyst rupture, and that was we we ended up at the ER. Um, this was years ago. Like stomach cyst or ovarian cyst? Ovarian cyst. Can you get cysts other places internally? I, I have no idea. Okay, I have no idea. But it, it was it was pretty scary. She was in a tremendous amount of pain that would come and go, and I can imagine. Yeah. They didn't. Um, I don't remember what tests they ran, but it it, it was one really bad night, and then. No surgery or anything required? No. Oh, so cysts can just burst? Yeah, it was just, you ride it out. (laughs) I'm sure it kind of depends on 
wear and yeah, that's things crazy. like that. But yeah, that was a that was a bad night. That was not bueno. So, but good thing she's feeling a lot better now. Cause yeah, we'll see how it goes. She's probably faking it. Absolutely, she just wanted to get out. She's going to get back to working out yesterday. Right. <laughs> Unfortunately, she was she was faking it, but then ended up having to get blood work. So. Yeah, she was not happy about she, that. She's not a fan. Of, she's afraid of needles. She doesn't like the... needles. She finds it all painful the whole process and everything. Even like the IVs just sitting there in her. She found that to be painful the whole time. And like I I don't experience that. Like once it's in, I'm good. I had that recently when I gave blood uh, a few weeks ago. Really? Um, it's the first time I've ever had that where they they put the needle in the arm and like just its presence and like me moving slightly was uncomfortable hmm. um i've never had that before but i i, I don't think she was as good as the previous nurses who have, sure. and she, who have stuck me becca kind of attributes it to she tenses up when it's happening and that's going to cause more pain because now there's muscle squeezing and stuff and so she kind of attributes it to that but that doesn't really explain the pain as time goes on because you're only going to tense for so long sure I, yeah i can't even, i don't even look at the shit anymore so there's no tensing. I used to hate, um, I wouldn't mind the needle going in, needle was fine. I would feel a pressure when the, the blood would start coming out. I don't feel that anymore when I get blood work done. Like, I'm perfectly fine now at this point getting blood work done. I don't know what changed, but it's not enough. I've had a rough couple goes um, <laughs> donating blood recently. What happened the first time? The first time. So uh, it was recommended that I donate blood because it temporarily reduces blood pressure, which, if you think about it, intuitively makes sense. I don't think I've, I don't think I've read anything on it. I think this was just uh, some advice from somebody we consider knowledgeable. Um, so I went for it. And at, at the end of the day, right, donating blood is still a good thing, and whatever. Um, so I went to donate blood by our house, and they had the little RV thing. So I get in there. They do the blood, the finger prick. And, uh, so I'm gonna borrow for a while. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but, uh, I start giving blood, and I'm not a fan of needles, like I said, I, I don't look with the blood and everything. It's the only time I get weird, I, I don't feel that with movies or I guess movies. I Just don't know what else. And, and what about other people's blood? No, I, that, it's fine, too. I, I think that fucking, I don't know, it's weird, yeah, it's gotta be all in my head, but, um. So I get like 80% of the way done. And I had eaten that day and everything. And um, I'm laying in their little cot. And, and I started, like, started to get hot, right? Start, then I started sweating. And I'm looking at the temperature gauge. I'm like, is it fucking hot in here? <laughs> Am I just being weird? Like, is, is the temp, is it just really hot? It's at 63 degrees in this thing. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, oh, shit. Some weird shit's going on, and when I say I started sweating, bullets were dripping down my face. And so at this point, I turned to the nurse. I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> <laughs> do people get a little toasty when they're donating blood?" <laughs> she looks at me, dripping sweat. She goes, "Yeah, why you get a little warm?" I'm like, eh. <laughs> "Just a little fucking bit." What gave it away? Profusely. And all of a sudden she turns, you know, kind of with some urgency. Can I get some water, please? Ice? Ice packs? Water? I'm like, oh shit, am I dying? Am I dying? What's going on? You gave too much blood. I guess so. Uh, so they threw an ice pack on my neck, on my back. Um, I started drinking some water, and I was perfectly fine after that. 
I got up to leave, and I had sweat through my pants, the legs and ass of my pants. There was an outline on the, the cot thing. And I'm just like, oh, man, I, I apologize. We're, we're going to wipe this up. <laughs> it's just through my pants. I'm that like, what brutal. just happened? So that was the first time. Second time a couple weeks ago. Actually, this, that was the third time a couple weeks ago. Um, <laughs> this was my fault. This was my fault. I, I went earlier or uh, late morning, and I had maybe I had a, a protein shake and something small in terms of food. So I really didn't eat. Sure. I'm like, all right, I'll feel like shit, and we'll, we'll get over it. So donated blood, and she's like, you feeling good? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. And in my, in my mind, I'm like, all right, I just got to make it to the snacks. And then I'll... Because <laughs> they have a table of snacks if you donate blood. Sure. And I'm like, I'll, you know, I'll eat something, I'll hang out for a little bit, which typically I don't do. I just dip out, and I'm good. And I got up, started walking. I made it like three chairs, and I had to sit down. I'm like, oh, fuck. Did you sit in someone's lap? No, no, thankfully. She goes, you okay? I'm like, ah, I don't think so. And same thing. They got uh, they got uh, ice packs and water, and um, what else? they were monitoring my blood pressure. Was this the same place? It, no, because the first time was the RV place. You were embarrassed to go back to the same place. Yeah, they ha- they didn't have it. Yeah. Okay. I, sure. I would have gone back. Sure you would have. Probably. Maybe. <laughs> I, I was excited to go to this place because the chick who um, stuck me last time uh, did a really good job. Where, uh, compared to the most recent time, it was not good. Sure. Uh, for whatever reason. Yeah, speaking of like doing a good job, uh, last time I had my blood drawn, I stepped into the room that they were drawing blood... And from the moment stepping in to stepping out was probably 60 seconds. And they took two vials of blood. She was fucking efficient. Didn't feel a thing. Like, it was amazing. It was the best work I've ever seen. <laughs> All I picture is this video of this doctor giving a, a small infant a shot. And you're the infant. And they're distracting the infant. And he goes like, look over here. He snaps and stabs him right in the fucking arm. And the kid just doesn't even know what's happening. <laughs> And he administers the, uh... That's kind of how this went. She, she didn't... I don't think she tied me off. She didn't make me make a fist. She just went over, like, felt, like, boom, we're done. She's like, which arm's better? Is either arm better than the other? I'm like, ah, they're about the same. She's like, okay, we'll go with this one. <laughs> That's fucking wild. Oh, and speaking of, I forgot to mention, uh, when they took Becca's needle out, it was bent a little. Ooh. So, like, that can't be right or feel great like it wasn't like insanely bad but there was a little curvature to it so i don't i don't know yeah i yeah no that, that doesn't sound great and it was like this long <laughs> <laughs> poor becca she didn't look at it she didn't know but like it, they must do longer needles if they're going to be doing an iv i assume they're just trying to get deeper into the vein make sure it stays i i, I don't know i have no idea either. no sounds legit sounds legit. I, i'm a doctor <laughs> so I've got a question for you from the gram. The gram, bitches love the gram. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. <laughs> so I came across this video. These guys were talking about their the most ideal exercise to gauge somebody's overall strength, and I imagine yours is going to be between these two as well. But it was between deadlift and squat. Um, we talking like. 
how strong they are, how... Right, if so, you pull somebody off the street, you want to know how strong they are, what exercise are you having them do? That's weird, because, like, strength is so, like, relative to what you're doing. Like, it, are we saying how strong they are lower body? Are we talking, if I'm pressing something, overall how strong is strength? Because, like, I, if we're talking overall strength, then I, I, it's probably a clean jerk, clean press. Because, like, if you're just squatting or deadlifting, I don't know how much that kid could press. You love your presses. That was not even part <laughs> of their conversation. Right, but, like, um, that's that would be strength, right? Like, how strong are you? Like, are we talking so what's the, the maximum weight this person can move? Then, yeah, I'm looking at deadlift or squat. And they didn't specify the criteria of strength. Well, I, I, I want to say it was how much weight can you move. And the guy talked about, um, they talked about deadlifts first. And he goes, there's a lot of people that come off the street that can probably deadlift a lot more than they can squat. And I'm like, that's not the case for me at all. I was thinking about some of the people here that I had, that I, I think, um, that I had them deadlift. They got up to three plates that never deadlifted before. Yeah, I guess to be fair, like, uh, over, anyone, over. <laughs> yeah, anyone I've had in here deadlifts more than they squat. Yeah, and then, they, and then we went to squat and we got to one plate and I'm like, Okay, I guess we'll stop there. <laughs> yeah, that's that um, is fair. But so he went with squat. He went with squat, and I don't. So then it can't be about the most weight move. Then if he's saying like people can come off the street and deadlift more weight than they can squat, then it's not about the most weight move. No, no, he, he's he's saying that's why deadlift is not a, an indicator of strength. If someone comes off the street and they can squat a, what we consider a, a pretty impressive amount of weight, that's strength, and. Um, and I'm like, I'm going back and forth, right? Because there's there's always technique involved. They clean it. You threw you threw me a curveball. <laughs> and I'm like, because I, I mean, there is a, a fair amount of technique in the, those sure. style of lifts. Yeah. Um, and I think his his point was like, you've got no training background, nothing. You're you're probably not gonna be able to clean your shit. I think at the end of the day, it's that it's it's a squat bench deadlift. You do three. There's no way you can accomplish this with a single lift. Yeah, I think he was he was saying you only get one. Yeah, like you there's go. no way you're gonna be able to tell how strong someone is off one lift. Like I can get an idea of how yeah. strong you are. Like if you come in, but it could be any lift. Whether you squat, bench, deadlift, or overhead press, you come in. I'm gonna be able to tell how strong you are based off that lift. Sure. So sure. like I, 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 that's a weird one. It was it was a it was an interesting thought, and I went back to technique, right? Because we can we can fuck up any. <laughs> any lift you know and no matter the weight but I, I don't know this the squat if you can squat a lot of weight it's impressive sure um if you can deadlift i, I don't know we, we've seen some some really bad technique but still move a significant amount of weight yeah so in a deadlift someone you know? walked in here with ass technique and moved four plates as a very young individual yeah like, and it looked great like, well, it didn't look great, but it was impressive. Yes, it was, was very impressive, and it but it's, it squats impressive too. Sure. Um, so it, it was just a it was an interesting conversation on uh, on Instagram. So yeah. I mean, clean, at, clean at, at, at the end of the Jesus, at the end of the day, for me, I would probably throw out bench. Like there's a lot of people who look at bench. I think bench is kind of a shit movement in general. Yeah, and it's very it, not functional. It's, it's everybody's go to too. It is. Like they. Anybody sees that you exercise, like, what do you bench? Yeah. Like, who, I don't who even bench. I know. I, I, like, we don't even bench anymore. What function does this movement do for you? Like, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And, like, if we're talking functionality, I would almost argue a deadlift is more functional than a squat because we're leaning over to pick something up. 
Yeah, like I'm not squatting to pick something up. That's awkward. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna lean sure. over. It, it depends on the shape of the. Sure. Yes. So, but uh, so I, I I would throw a bench, which is like I said, a lot of people are like, oh, bench. I I would throw a bench immediately. Like that is yeah. not a functional thing. And like it, I don't know what upper body I'd be looking at to like gauge that whether it's an overhead press or something else upper body yeah upper body because like overhead press i would say is relatively not that functional either we're not pressing a shit ton of weight over our head i would i would hope life. not I, i'm <laughs> always super impressed when people have a massive overhead press sure. like, there was a another instagram um the dude was doing seated overhead press uh on a barbell three plates and his goal was to see how if he could do 10 reps in 10 seconds. And I'm like, holy shit. He got it in 11 seconds. Yeah, that's insane. And I'm like, what? That's just that's just nuts, dude. Absolutely nuts. So that was interesting. What else? Uh, you got anything? Good? Oh, we got Tough Modern. We, we have Tough Modern. Tough Modern. We do. We do. It was good. Overall, it was good. Everybody completed it. Nobody had any uh, issues. Um, my father-in-law showed up in jorts. Got a lot of shit for that. Got a lot of shit. And I, I was trying not to give him shit because I'm like, it's his first time. I don't want him to get frustrated and, and not want to do this again. However. Why was he giving a lot of shit for the jorts? They were at, why did you wear jorts? And he came back with, well, I've never done this before. I didn't know what to, what to wear. And I gave him some shorts that I had, some basketball shorts. I well, said, why, why, why not do it with jorts? Like, what's the issue with the jorts? So, I guess my argument is, if you're going for a run, are you putting on jorts? Um, I mean, you know, there's comfortable jorts now. Not in the 80s, there wasn't. No, but now, <laughs> now there is. These are not jorts he bought recently. <laughs> uh, but even still, like, jorts are f- functional to a certain extent, as long as they're not tight, right? Like, I mean... Functional for a tough mother? Right, like, I, I can move in my jeans. First of all, you were jeggings. I do. Those are not jeans. Those are absolutely not jeans. <laughs> they didn't have jeggings in the 80s, okay, Chief? Sure. Um, so so he was giving all the shit. I gave him basketball shorts. He went. He walked away to change. And I turned to, uh, I turned to my brother-in-law. I'm like, I've gone jogging with him multiple times. He's not once put on jorts to go jogging. Why would you wear shorts to a Tough mutter that you know you're jogging three miles and doing obstacles and athletic movements in? People lift in shorts. I, I don't know. I, I'm not against the shorts. I, I do You guys are disgusting. <laughs> I'm not going to wear them, but they are back in style now, too, I think. Oh, God. I'm waiting for the long socks. My long, so- long socks are in style? With the right shoes. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means at all. Uh, so anyway, we that's how it started. We all took a shot. Naturally. You can tell your father-in-law I'm on board with the jorts. I'm not going to support those types of behaviors. Okay, <laughs> I'm not going to tell him other people support those types of behaviors. If you guys are watching, leave a comment. Say jorts, no jorts. <laughs> if, it, if you're pro jorts, keep your opinions to yourself. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there was about ten of us. Ten of us and. Uh, what, so. At one point you told me there was going to be like 12, and then you told me there was going to be 6, and now people it's 10. Showed, people showed up that I didn't know were coming. Okay. So people, we had a set group, we had people drop out, and then we had people show up that I didn't know were, were coming out. Got it. Um, so we're in the parking lot, we're, we're all getting changed and putting on our shoes and stuff, 
Um, we took we took a shot naturally. I brought I brought alcohol. Sounds, sounds very you. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did that, and we're we're sitting around naturally. We're waiting for Joe because he's Joe. Late. Why would you be waiting? Late. For Joe's he's never late. late. Joe's never late. He's always on time. Why would you say <laughs> such blasphemous things about him? So Joe had a rough start to his Tough Mudder experience. Joe has a, a pretty badass car. Uh, it's a 350Z. And um, for those who are not car people, that car naturally rides very low to the ground. So he calls me. He's like, hey, I'm trying to, where are you guys at? I'm, I'm trying to find where we're parking. And I sent him a pin. He goes, yeah, I'm driving my, my car. And we're parked in the middle of a field with... You know, it's not, it's not very level ground. Sure. So as soon as he said that, I'm like, that was a bad move. <laughs> that was not the most ideal thing to do. Anyway, so we're all standing there by uh, one of our cars, and all of a sudden, I'm f- facing away from where Joe would be pulling up, and Adam is facing, you know, he could see where Joe was pulling up, <laughs> and he starts laughing. And he goes, I think Joe's pulling up right now. And I turn, and it's on the other side of the parking lot, but there's some dude with his bumper that fell completely off the car. It's just, and he's just walking around the car, looking. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no, that, that, oh, that, that is Joe. It's Joe, dude. Oh, so his bumper fell off his freaking Z. And uh, we just threw it in the truck <laughs> and continued on. Oh my god! And then Joe comes back with, "Oh, I've got, I've got three more bumpers. I wanted to change it out anyway." I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, sure, Joe. All right. That's very, Joe likes to buy things. Yes, so. he does. Yes, yeah, he I'm does. sure he did have at least three bumpers sitting at his house. Right, and right. two more that he forgot he had. Yes, hundred percent, hundred percent. So that's how it started. It was a little, little interesting. So we went there and. Uh, I was telling everybody, I'm like, yeah, the best part of this Tough Mudder stuff is is the hype man. So for those who haven't done Tough Mudder, they've got a, a hype man that gets you know the group all amped up before they start their race, sure. and it, and it's it's usually amazing. Like music, this guy's really good at uh, at motivating. He, he said all the right things like the first time we uh, we did this race, and then this time there was our group and like four other people so it was very small uh to start that wave and he he kind of half-assed this one i'm like ah man so i I was a little disappointed in that but um nonetheless he knew it was your fourth time you didn't need any motivation he he did this guy's a (laughs) a vet you know he's a he's a senior guy he's a senior tough mutter and uh so we ran we started running Everybody really seemed to enjoy all the obstacles. Um, <laughs> the the ice bath or the Arctic enema, as they call it. It's very cold water that you got to go underneath. Why do they call it an enema? <laughs> Is it cleaning you out? <laughs> it, I, I don't know. I don't That's know. a weird name for it. But father-in-law again wasn't paying attention. It didn't realize it was cold water. So like it, it's one thing to mentally prep for that, but to jump in unknowingly is uh, a little bit worse. Yeah, that that's that's brutal. So <laughs> that was funny to watch. <laughs> uh-huh. how, how cold are we talking? 
I, I give I, I don't know if I had to, have you ever cleaned out a pool in the spring? No. Oh, well. I'm, I'm just thinking of a time I ran a triathlon in Chicago, um, and Michi- Lake Michigan was where it's at. A storm had come through a few days before that, and so it like churned up the water, I guess, so the stuff at the bottom is more at the top now, and so it's colder. It's much colder. Yeah. And this happened like two days before. And so we show up for the triathlon that morning, and everyone's got a wetsuit on but us. <laughs> that was the coldest water I've ever gotten in about. Like, take your breath away, Cole. Like, I was going to say, like, there's, it's difficult to catch your breath when you go under. Yeah. This was, as soon as my, like, half my body was in it, like, breath gone. Ah. And I'm sitting there trying to swim 800 meters yeah. without breathing the that's, whole time. That's, that's losing. That's losing. So some of the uh, some of the highlights of the race, um, we jogged most of it. I think Adam said it took us just under two hours, which uh, three. You were telling me it's gonna take you three hours. So yeah, we we jogged a little bit more than we had in the past, um, so that was good. But uh, we had the Mutterhorn, which is like climbing a net. It has to be forty feet up, and then get over the top and climb forty feet down. And this is not a slide if you're there. No, there is no slide. There is no slide. So this is typically one that gets a lot of people because a lot of people don't like heights. Sure. And at the at the start of the the netting, they have like a a six foot eight foot wall that somebody typically has to pull you up, or you have to step on somebody. They'll do like a wall sit and step on their leg, and then get up. Um, what happens if you fall from these things? There is netting behind you, but you can still fall all the way down if you don't grab anything. It's like a huge liability. You sign the way, just like the gym. You... <laughs> um, so this is where the, I, I always identify people who are like, fuck, I don't want to do this. I'm scared, super scared. And so I was trying to encourage uh, a couple people that they were ready to quit. The one girl had already gotten up the eight-foot wall and was like, no, I want to go down. I'm like... I'm right there with you, sis. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you got the hard part then. You got the hard part. I'm like, I'll climb with you. And she kind of looks at me like, okay, okay. So I climbed with her. Her other friend was like, no, fuck this. I'm not doing it. And I... I tried to give her a little bit of motivation, but I, I didn't want to push too hard and be an ass. Sure. Um, so I said, you sure? You, you know, give it a shot, just try it, blah, blah, blah. No, okay. So I climbed with her friend. I'm like, hey, you're doing great. Got over the top. She, she, she was terrified, but she made it all the way down. What do you do? Is there any option once you're at the top? Like, you, no. you gotta climb down. You right? gotta climb down. A, a fire truck. I, I, I'm living up there at that point. <laughs> So we get down, she's super amped up, right? Just accomplished, you know, overcame a fear and a, an obstacle. And, Sorry, circle back. Yeah. <laughs> I know you got a great story to tell. Thanks. But. I was just getting, <laughs> just, I literally just getting the climax. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> we, we know you always stop short of the climax. Uh, that's right. <laughs> so, do you turn around to climb down? Like, do you gotta go? No, it's an up and over. It's a pyramid. But I mean, like, are you facing the obstacle as you're climbing down? Like, like I'm going up. And that's I'm... that's up to you. If you want to be weird and <laughs> and walk down a net, that's that is totally up to you. But people typically climb down. 
that, that's what I was asking. Clap down backwards. <laughs> Alright, climax. So, so she, she climaxed. Is what I <laughs> We're just edging it. <laughs> um, so she was super, super excited. I was super proud of her. I don't know her name. I don't know anything about her, but Julia. I am super proud of her that she accomplished uh, that obstacle and overcame her fear. Because like you I said, she her was, card on the way out. She was no. <laughs> <laughs> she was ready to quit. She was absolutely ready to quit. And then a few seconds after, here comes her fucking friend that had like totally was completely against it huh. and was coming down, and she was even more ecstatic than uh, than her friend. So that was uh, that was super cool to see. And then. Um, the other highlight is we get like halfway through this tough mutter and all of a sudden I hear some, some, some crinkles and I turn around and Adam pulls a goddamn Rice Krispie treat out of his My prison God. pocket. <laughs> Just right about, I'm Did like. you say prison pocket? Yeah. What the fuck's a prison pocket? It's when you keister something. Oh, okay, got it. Continue. Just up your butt in case anybody else needs clarification. Prison pocket. It's where you hide things. It's fair. <laughs> so. He pulls this thing out, and all I can think about is, we've already done multiple water events. <laughs> it's in a wrapper. I get it. That was his argument. <laughs> and he said it was absolutely dry. I'm like, give me some of that. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Um, the last obstacle of the Tough Mudder is always the electroshock therapy. And I, there's a great picture of my father-in-law just struggling through this. But we all get to the electroshock therapy, and like people, for whatever reason, the front had stopped going. And I don't know if they got confused, because there are people that were doing infinity races, which is how many times can you complete the course in eight hours? Idiots. I know. Come on, try that sometime. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> so we were supposed to kind of let them go first, and because they're more competitive sure and uh so we were doing that and for whatever reason everybody kind of paused and wasn't moving and i was behind this couple and i'm like are you guys are you guys going and i don't know if they were scared but she kind of threw it out there like oh we gotta let them go first and i'm like they're crawling you could, you could walk next to them and do your you know you can go at once you can all go at once um and then they had a hype man at the end too trying to encourage people to go through and he goes Come on, I need somebody to start this. So I kind of pushed my way through, <laughs> and I started going, and he got all excited, and I turned around after I finished it, and it's just waves of people coming oh. through. <laughs> and, and I look at Tyler, and he's like... <laughs> <laughs> so is this, this is shocking to you the whole time you're running through it? I don't know, no. There's certain, I don't know if it's certain ones... Because here's the fucked up part about this. I'm super upset about it. Brittany didn't get shocked at all. Oh. The only one of the group that didn't get shocked. I'm like, you, you go back there right now. <laughs> That's bullshit. That is absolute bullshit. You but, are in timeout. You go back. <laughs> so it, um, but it was, uh, it was good. It was, it was fun. It's, uh, it's always fun. Then we, we had tacos afterwards. and The Spartans oh, don't do the shock stuff, right? Oh, shit. Uh, no. I was going to bring you, I left them in my work truck, chicken chips. I think. You, you brought them last time. Did you try it? I don't remember. We were going to try them on a podcast, but I started eating them and left them in my work truck. <laughs> so they're good? 
I guess if you say you started eating them and didn't finish, they... I stopped because of you. Oh, sweet. Appreciate it. Yeah. And then left them in my truck. But it's like they're made from egg whites and chicken. And I'm not selling these potato chips very well. But they're they're 13 grams of protein for a, a little bag of chips. Which, you know... Well, at the end of the day, too, you put the right seasoning on it. Chicken tastes good, so... Unless you're water cutting. Well, then you're not putting the seasoning on it. <laughs> Shut up. So, I mean, like, it kind of logically makes sense that they would taste good. The texture, it seems like it'd be weird, maybe. Not just potato chips. I saw it the other day. You can uh, microwave potatoes and turn them into potato chips. That sounds right up your fucking alley. <laughs> right up your alley. Uh, That's funny. So, but overall, good. Everybody's excited about trying uh, a 10K. Or, uh, they're only doing 15Ks next year, so it sounds like we're doing a 15K. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see you there. I will not do we'll a see tough fire. I'll do a Spartan. You... I'll do a Spartan. I will not do a tough I'm not getting shocked. I'm not a dumbass. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> let's, let's not get too crazy with the statements here. Okay. Y'all are a bunch of dumbasses. <laughs> I'm not going to disagree with that statement either. But to say. Who will is like, yeah, I'm going to sign up for this thing. Right at the end, they're going to shock the shit out of me. It's going to be fun. How do, you even, how do they even sell that to people? I don't know how they did that, but it, it works. I, I've, ne- I've always been like, yeah, I've never done one of those if they shock you. <laughs> yeah. You know what's interesting? I, I don't see too many. You have the option to crawl under the, sh- um, the, the little dangly things. So there's a chance you can make it through without getting shocked the proper way. I don't know how pretty she is, but. Because <laughs> we, all, we all just stood up and walked through these things. Like, the intent was to get shocked and feel this and overcome that not being a bitch like yourself. I'm not a bitch. I'm just smart. I, I, you're, I don't know. <laughs> agree to disagree. I don't know. So, but, uh, yeah, everyone's excited next year, and we'll see you there. Yeah, come watch. You wouldn't even come watch this time. Uh, it was too far away. Oh, my God. It's a fucking 20 minutes from your house. <laughs> So, uh, so your next one's in Dallas. Is that the, that is the next one. So that's the Spartan with Adam and I. That is the half marathon. That is the thirteen point whatever miles. And you're running a lot right now, right? It's what seven weeks from now. Yeah. We're good. <laughs> We're good. I haven't run one. T- I I started my running Saturday with the tough fire. Perfect. He's scaring the shit out of you. Yeah, see? (laughs) But, uh, no, I gotta start running. I I did some grip training today. Sure, I don't think... 20 minutes ago. With 13 miles, I don't think the grip's gonna be your concern. If you don't do any running... You walked six miles the other day. Yeah, you're halfway done. I'm sure they put a time limit on these things. I think I got all weekend. I think it's Saturday and Sunday. I'll bring my headlamp. Did they... Was the Tough Mudder Saturday and Sunday as well? Okay, so I saw a bunch of people on Sunday with top motor shirts. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. You just wear the shirt from yesterday, or are you? Yeah, no, I got, I got to start running. Um, I will start running, probably. When are we doing one of those uh, infinity races? I, you are a strange bird. I, they shock you at the end of those too. Well, I'm sure Spartans got the same thing. <laughs> I was on their website like two or three days ago, looking at their stuff. They got like. $800 package, you can run as many races as you want or something. I can't even 
even commit you to dieting or exercise right now. You're not, you're not ready. For I started this. my diet today. You're not, you're not ready for it. I actually was starting my diet yesterday, and then someone had to go to the hospital and it kind of <laughs> fucked shit up. <laughs> you're, you're not ready. You're not ready for it. I lost a pound yesterday. You just said you were 230. I think last time, last episode, you always tell me you're 223. You're always 223.2. I was I got rid of 223.4 last episode. <laughs> I don't care what you wrote down. You said twenty three point two, and this, and then I did rebound back up to two twenty seven point one. But this morning God. I was two twenty six point one. You know what that was? That was your four patties on your Big Mac. No, this occurred many days later. <laughs> it may have been the taco truck or uh, the various other things I've consumed in the last few days. Taco Bell again. You're never seeing two hundred again. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're looking at. You're looking for the answer in your notebook. Like, is he right? <laughs> Over here looking at calculus. That's funny. That, I, the, the hope is I'm at least 215 by the time the wedding rolls around. Six weeks, 215. And then we're going on a two week honeymoon. So, 245, here we come again. Oh my god. You got a plan? You've been, you've been walking, and that yeah, obviously that yeah. Helps. I mean, there, there's a like very loose plan. I'm trying to develop exactly what I'm gonna do. I, I do know I'm going to right now still do a lift a week with the rest being cardio, probably three or four times, and then if it goes, I've done. I did that last week. I've done a lift this week. If I still feel good the next few days, I'll probably start doing two lifts a week starting next week, and then kind of cap it there until um, after the wedding. So two lifts a week, probably four days of cardio, and then on top of that. I'm walking slash running about three miles in the morning and then trying to get a second walk slash run in the middle of the day or late evening type of thing. Your mentality throughout this is, is super interesting. So I, was, I have it on my list here to talk about um, people and how fragile their motivation is when, when they're on a weight loss journey. And I think because you've been all over the spectrum and gained and lost weight so many times, you're very comfortable with the process. But like... We've got a couple clients where they're like, when we ask how their weight is, what's your weight this week? And one of them was like, man, I gained a pound. And we've, we've explained the process, like this is going to happen at some point and we'll make an adjustment and move through it. But they're all concerned. I gained a pound this week. I don't know what's going on. Um, and we're like halfway through the week. The week's not even over yet. We, we measure weight, weight week to week. Um, and there was so much concern and then same thing with uh, another client. They went on a vacation, and they're like, oh, I gained three pounds on vacation. And I'm like, okay, but what, what did they you take eat? one-day vacation? <laughs> <laughs> they go, we, we ate out a lot. I'm like, okay, most likely that's all falling off. It's all, you know, water retention. Yeah. So don't be concerned about that. But, like, when, when they told me their weight, they left the three pounds out. They go, I gained three pounds, but, like, I was, I was this weight right before I left. Like, that's where their focus is. I'm like, get comfortable with the idea that progress is not linear. Right. Yeah. You know, so that's uh, just, a, just for all you guys out there on your weight loss journey, even with your strength journey, right? Sure. You're going to have dips, you know, valleys and peaks and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, don't don't get motivated. It's the long game. You're focused on the long fucking game. Yeah. It, as long as there is progress being made month over month, you're in a fine spot. You, yeah. Week over week, yes, you want progress. But like you said, there's going to be times where you backslide and things like that. If you go from, you know, the first of a month to another first of a month and you backslid that whole time, then you might be in some trouble. Right. 
then you, you gotta you gotta make an adjustment. You gotta make a plan. You gotta stick to the plan. Yeah, but I, w- I wouldn't know about sticking to plans. But I know you you don't understand at all. Yeah, I I'm normally very very good at sticking to my plans. I just unfortunately have had so much bullshit in the last two months that I can I, the plan changes every two weeks. It feels like at this point. I don't know. All, all I see about your plan is you just get. You know, foot massages at the mall. And, <laughs> that, that's all I see out of you. I, I, don't I, know. I had to jump on to a... Uh, so, as you guys know, I've been getting the massages and go to the chiropractor to kind of fix my head issues. And it does seem to have worked. I, they have not come back since uh, a few days after a bachelor party, which that was the end of July. We're now at the end of August. So I've gone basically a full month at this point without any... Without it coming back. So I think, I think what I think is the problem is probably what is actually the problem. We'll still, I've got the cardiologist appointment and stuff, so we'll still go do that and whatnot. But so, I think the massages are solving a lot of the issues, and the chiropractor seems to be helping as well. So, I uh, hadn't been, hadn't gotten a massage since before I went to Iceland. So, and I've been back for a full week now, like a week and a half, and then I didn't get one while I'm in Iceland. So, it's like two and a half weeks. And that's a lot of travel. That's a lot of strain on your body. Yeah, so I'm like, I I need to get in to do something today. So, I ran over to the mall locally here, and um, I've been typically driving into Woodfield because... They get very good massages there, and I did one at the mall before, and it wasn't the greatest. I'm like, well, I'll go to Woodfield. But today, I'm like, I see to get one in. I don't have time to go to Woodfield. I'll, I'll go over there, and even if it's a subpar massage, it still should do something. Well, I walk up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do something different today. I've been doing the chair massages because, like, the uh, the chair massage, they tend to focus on your mid to upper back for it. Which and, is likely where his problems are. Right. So I'm like, that That makes the most sense. Like, table massage, they're probably going to do the full body and stuff, so let's pay for what I really need. So what would you do today? Today I uh, took their combo package, and it was a 20-minute uh, uh, table massage and a 20-minute foot massage. And we will be going back for probably a 60-minute foot massage. It was, that, was, that was great. The table massage was pretty good, too. I about cried three times on the table massage because oh, he found God. where the knots were in my shoulder blades, and just I think he put all his weight into it. He was up on the table. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Elbow digging in. It nice. was it was brutal, but like it's one of those things where like we've learned here that if you feel pain when someone's doing something like that, it's generally a problem spot and so you need that dug into to eliminate the pain long term. Unfortunately, yeah. And so I didn't make a peep, just sat there and cried silently as he uh, continued doing what he's doing. And he asked, you know, pressure, okay, sir, and I said yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There was a point where like my leg was kind of racing, oh, but I'm like, oh wait, put that down. <laughs> but no, I got the foot, foot massage was actually really good, and I didn't bring the little thing in. I had to bring it in. Um, all these places are the two places that I've gone to. They're both. Uh, it's like authentic. I don't know if it says Chinese massage. I think it says authentic Chinese massage or something along those lines. <laughs> the dude is Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> um, it says something along those lines, um, and. One of the things is like reflexology, which is like about the feet, the ears, and I think maybe the nose. And so like they do their foot massages. And like they have a chart where it's like this spot in the foot. Oh, it's sorry, it's uh, foot, ears, and hands, not nose. Um, and so if you do a certain spot, it's supposed to relieve things like liver issues and all this stuff. And like, I, again, like the chiropractor, I don't fully buy into that, but maybe there is something to it. The body's weirdly connected and things cause weird things in weird places. So I'm like, you know what, I, I know my feet are sore and have problems because, like, uh, my former trainer had me roll my foot out across the lacrosse ball, and that hurts like a motherfucker if you've never done it. And so I'm like... <laughs> I used to make fun of them so much. Yeah, you should try that. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Um, 
And so, like, going and getting the massages, I think, is probably also a benefit. And at this point, it seems like I got a lot of the head and neck stuff under control, so maybe I should branch out and get more of my body taken care of to a certain extent. Because I do have other issues everywhere. I probably need to go to an actual licensed massage therapist and get my psoas dug into. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, daddy. You've been doing that. I did it once. I, I, gotta, I do plan to go back. Um, I'm curious if I... Do the whole hour ninety minutes with a focus just on the psoas. My lower back is, is super fucking tight and it won't go away. You should try these guys. They can get in my lower back like crazy. <laughs> Both places they do the same shit. Like their whole process is exactly the same, which like kind of makes sense if they're saying like it's authentic Chinese massage or whatever they say it is. Like it's probably a specific type of way they go about it. And so um, I'm sh- that's probably why they have the same process. But they dig into the low back really nice. And they also dig into the ass really nice, and I think that's all kind of linked together. Sure. That, that's at least where I feel like most of my low back issues come. So yeah, and they don't touch the psoas. So you it's should, perfect. You should get your psoas. I actually think he might have gotten to my psoas through my back, because I so he was digging my back. I felt the pain in my front, like right in my app. I'm like, how the fuck did he get to my psoas through my back? Because like the psoas, if you don't know, like it connects to your spine, and there's not an easy way to get to it. The most recommended way to go about it is they kind of dig through your intestines and then put pressure. Not in- selling this very well. <laughs> it, it, it's a struggle, but it, if you have a tight psoas, which a lot of it's from our sedentary lifestyles, right? A lot of us are working in um, an, an office setting, always hunched over. Um, it can amplify any sort of back issue that you might have. Yeah, it, it, you, feel, it's you can feel tough it. to release it. Yeah, you can feel it in your back, you can feel it in your hip flexors. Like, you can feel it in a lot of places. Uh, for me, mine tends to show up in the hip flexors the most. You, it seems like it's your low back. Where I I hope that's the problem. The only reason I'd say it could not, like, there's a chance I'm going to have it wrong, because I think it connects to the spine to the hip. Um, and so that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily translate into, like, a low back necessarily, but it puts the sacrum-ish area. Right. And my like the top of my hip, I don't know. It's it's all weird. Like even even out here feels tight. Like the side back, which we just learned recently. That there's what the psoas mm-hmm. major and the psoas minor, which yeah. connected to two different spots too. Yeah. So there, there's there's a lot to it. Um, go see a physiotherapist if you can. They're gonna be best qualified to figure out what's wrong with you. If there isn't a physio physiotherapist. <laughs> That's why I don't say big words on the podcast. <laughs> if there is not a physiotherapist in your area, a licensed massage therapist is going to be your next best bet that maybe might know some of those things. Um, physio is just a little more specific. It's still a massage therapist. Like the physio know was going to most recently that did not want to see me. Um, <laughs> is just a licensed massage therapist. She doesn't have any other special titles beyond that. So your licensed massage therapist, words are not my friend today. Uh, may uh, may also do things like it is not just psoas. There's a lot of things to the physiotherapy that like a typical massage therapist isn't doing. At least I've found that out. Yeah, there's there's more stretching in that physical therapy side of the physiotherapist that you're gonna get with a, a physiotherapist and a massage therapist. So yeah, uh, but it, I guess overall physiotherapists aren't super common uh, in the Midwest. Uh, they are they, most of the schools that do it are on the East Coast, so you don't see it a lot in the Midwest. So if you're in the Midwest, you may be just SOL. Um, but if you're on the East Coast, I'm sure you can find one pretty easily from what it sounds like. But it's it's a good thing to go do. Like you're going to notice that if they're good at their job, they're going to fix a lot of issues or at least start to fix a lot of issues that you didn't even really know were issues mm-hmm. that are causing you pains in places and things like that. And 
don't know. It, like, like, look at me, like, with my head stuff. If it truly is because there's tight muscles, like, that is random as fuck. Yeah. I, if, let's say it's tight muscles is your issue, how long does it take you going to traditional medical route with, through the doctor before they figure that out? It, they probably never do, no, right? Right. Like, it, I, I suggested that to the neurologist, and he didn't say no. Like, I was like, oh, could it, like, should I keep getting the massages? And he said yes. So, like, he at least didn't, like, say, hey, that's not a possibility. But there was never a thought that, like, muscle tightness could cause that. Which, I don't know, that seems like a, a no-brainer to me, that muscle tightness and misalignment of the neck. Sure. The, the part where I would be really interested in is he told me, you know, basically don't go to a chiropractor because adjusting the neck is just unsafe to a certain extent. What is their solution, then, if my neck is the wrong way? That's a good question. Like, I, what is the medical solution to that? We do have a doctor in there. Should we ask him? We should. We, should <laughs> we, got, we got a new member. He's going to med school. So yeah. I think you should go pick his brain. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, before we get out of here, last thing, um, I want to talk a little bit about my uh, coffee. <laughs> this is for, for all our, uh, our white girls out there. Exactly. Um, why does Starbucks not charge for any of the other syrups, but they charge for pumpkin spice? Or just pumpkin in general? It makes no sense. It, shortage. Shortage. Supplies, yeah. It, it's it's kind of messed up, because I can go in there and get 90 pumps of like caramel syrup or 90 pumps of classic. I get two pumps of pumpkin, and it is 80 cents. You sound super upset. I am. I'm very upset. Here. Here you go. Give you some of the Celsius money. Oh, here. sweet, beautiful. <laughs> that, that'll buy me at least one of those. <laughs> um, but little secret tip that I've learned this time through, because I don't really, I wasn't drinking Starbucks last year or the last few years, and I've never been like a pumpkin person. But if you are a pumpkin person, the pumpkin cold foam is much better than like the pumpkin sauce that they give you. You are speaking a totally different language, so I'm just gonna nod <laughs> and agree. <laughs> and on the same note, what's your favorite pie? Oh what God. is the best pie Hershey out there? pie from Burger King. Oh, get fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Let us know which favorite pie is, and we will talk to you guys next week. Later. Yeah.